was, I'm sorry. Was I, I supposed to harmonize? Yeah, that's how you, then you were supposed to jump in and do it at the same time. Well, you didn't talk about this. Uh, I could have used a little bit of warning. <laughs> Welcome to an extra early Christmassy episode of Kraken One Open. This is our <laughs> gift to you because I know we've been gone for a couple weeks. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, we po. And, and beer is expensive. Beer is expensive, guys. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Yeah, we had to take a little break, uh, but we're back with uh, one of our annual beer traditions of Anchor Steams or Anchor Anchor Brewings. Yep, Christmas Ale. Anchor Steam is the beer. This, this, I always mix that up. <laughs> I always think that's the brewery, but it's just one of the beers they make. Yeah, well, I mean it's it's a it's like their classic. main classic. Yeah. yeah, it's iconic. So. This year is Christmas Ale 2022. How original <laughs> in naming. <laughs> uh, but we've gone over this beer before. I think we did it once in like a six pack series and we did it once yep, as an episode. back in 2019. So you have some information on the brewery itself that you want to start with and then I'll jump off because this is um, kind of like a split info episode. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, you're you're doing a little bit more of the legwork here because my uh, research from the 2019 episode was very specialized to that particular beer. But just to give you some background, um, Anchor Brewing has actually been around for 125 years. And this would be the 47th or 48th? 48th, 48th annual release. annual version of this special ale. And what's so special about it is that Anchor was actually the, the brewery to release the very first holiday beer in America since Prohibition. And I wish I knew a little bit more about that, but apparently I didn't care back in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on me. <clears throat> um, so every year it relives that tradition by brewing this spiced beer. And it seems to get a slightly different recipe every year, or as they say, the spices evolve over time, um, along with a new hand-drawn tree for the label, depending on what tree they're featuring that particular year. Indeed. So what tree is it this year, baby? Well, first of all, I just wanted to say that the brewery was founded in 1896 uh, and purchased by Frederick Lewis Maytag the third in Maytag. 1965. Like the washer dairy and dryer. Closure. Uh, hold on. No, Maytag Dairy Farms. I'm uh, sorry. Womp womp. Uh, he also <laughs> owns a vineyard as well. That's cool. Owned a vineyard since, you know, unless he's still uh, actually he bought it in 1965. He is still alive. 1937. He's 84 now. Damn. So, uh, moved to its current location since 1979. It's been in the same place. So it's been making beer even a little bit in between. But now I have to say in August 3rd, 2017, and I'm surprised you don't have this note, mm -hmm. it was actually acquired by a certain Japanese brewing giant. Really? Sapporo. Interesting. Anchor Brewing for $85 million. Dang. So can we really, is it big beer? Like technically, I mean, I guess, but it's still just doing its brewery thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I consider this like medium beer. It's not as big <laughs> as like, it's not quite. It's not independent craft, but it's not Budweiser. It's not Budweiser. Yeah. But you can't really call it, I think, like super independent anymore. Yeah. Uh, so it was actually started during the gold rush, the California gold rush. That's cool. Uh, when Gottlieb Breckel arrived from Germany uh, and began brewing in San Francisco because I'm sure everybody who knows history or should know history mm -hmm. knows that during the gold rush, not only did just people digging for gold in California come in, but bars, restaurants, businesses, mm -hmm. banks, 
everybody moved there to try to cater to the whims of these gold diggers. And though some of them did leave and some towns were kind of abandoned or mm-hmm. made to be very a lot smaller once the gold was all dried up, yeah. you know, some people remained and towns formed and cities formed. And that's kind of how we conquered the West Coast was that mad wild, rush for gold. Wild, wild west. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the very first brewery, though, was burnt down in the fires that followed the 1906 earthquake. Oh, no. In uh, San Francisco. There's no record of what Anchor did during Prohibition, but it resumed serving Anchor Steam beer after the repeal. Possibly is the only steam brewing company still in operation. Wow. Mm-mm. And then it burned down again. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> within that year, it, re- it opened <gasps> and relocated once more to a building a few blocks away. So we went into it that it was bought by Maytag in 1965. Uh, it almost stopped making beer because it started doing bad, but then it kind of came back again. So uh, it began getting really nationwide notice, uh, the Anchor Steam beer, uh, in the 1980s. From just a few thousand cases it was producing in the old location, it kind of blew up. It was the mm-hmm. first of the modern microbreweries that produced porter, barley wine, and India pale ale with regularity. So like IPAs kind of started <clears throat> in America, you could say, with Anchor Steam. Interesting. Or at least in regularity. Hmm. So this year's Anchor Steam beer, the tree is a hand-drawn label featuring a bluegum eucalyptus tree. A nod to Mary Ellen Pleasant, a 19th century San Francisco entrepreneur, financier, abolitionist, and civil rights activist. Pleasant, who was recognized or is recognized as the mother of civil rights in California for her impact during Gold Rush San Francisco, again, when Anchor Steam started, Mm -hmm. planted bluegum eucalyptus trees outside her Pacific Heights mansion shortly before her death in 1904. In 1974, the city of San Francisco designated the trees a structure of merit, recognizing them and their accompanying honorary plaque as Mary Ellen Pleasant Memorial Park. So unlike last year, which was like, hey, this tree means rebirth or whatever. Yeah. This tree actually kind of has more history and meaning behind it, especially for San Francisco and history and stuff like that. That's cool. Though it's not very Christmassy of a Christmas tree. It's a very un-Christmas Christmas tree. It's just a tree. Yeah. But that's fine. It's got more meaning behind it's it. It's got more meaning. So this beer is also apparently a swang song for Anchor Brewing's recently retired brewmaster, Tom Riley, oh. who drove the creative direction as the grand finale to his 38-year tenure Dang. at Anchor Steam. So who knows uh, what he did even before Anchor Steam. 38 years is a long time to be brewing beer. That's awesome. Uh, so a little bit about this beer. So yes, last year's beer was a stout. Mm-hmm. Which was the first, I think, stout that we had from them. That we had. I don't um, know if the first stout they did. To be fair, I think, yeah, I think in the, the previous years that we had it, it was like one year was more of a heavy IPA. One year was more like an IPA. One year was like a, an actual ale, mm-hmm. like a darker ale. And one year was like a red. Yeah. So like it always changes. We're, we're unfortunately fairly new to this. Yeah, it's only a beer. fifth or sixth I, one we've yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. So... This is a rye forward ale showcasing notes of orange, honeysuckle, toasted malts, and eucalyptus. Ooh. Well structured with botanicals and pleasantly herbaceous hops. Unfortunately, I don't know what hops. Uh, finishing with a touch of spice like the warming bittersweet notes of Amaro, an Italian herbal liqueur often enjoyed as an aperitif, an after dinner digestif. 7.2% ale pairs well with a hearty winter fare such as roasted Achiote chicken. I don't know what that is. With mole, 
mole. You do love your mole. Or a sweet treat like chocolate bundt cake. So really like a mole is a chocolate dish as well. Mm-hmm. It's like a chocolate sauce you put on hot food. If if you have not had mole at a Mexican restaurant, I highly, um, I, I just recommend you do so. Yeah. I've had both white chocolate and regular chocolate versions. I love them both. You do. I fell in love with it, the white chocolate. It was chocolate. kind of a life, like one, a game but, changer yeah. for you. The fact that you could make a chocolate sauce on like meat and chicken and ribs. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so, but I guess chocolate is like the name of the game, which makes sense because it's got that orange note, that kind of bitter orange yep. note. And we've had bitter orange beers before. So I'm kind of interested yeah. about this. Yeah. Notably the one we had uh, from Universal, mm-hmm. which is in the San Francisco restaurant where we first got Anchor Steam. Yeah. Uh, beer for the first was time. Was super orange. Oh my God. The one that we had was not from Anchor, but no, it was another it was from West Coast. Somewhere in, no. It wasn't it was, even a West Coast. It was Coast, like Maryland, I want to say. But it was like bitter because it was like orange peel and something orange oil. Cannon. I don't Yeah, I think, yeah, Canon something. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking something around that because something that's got a, an after dinner digestive or digestif, digestive and it's like an Amaro. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking kind of something a little more bitter, but maybe something sweet as well. So a note from the uh, newly anointed brewmaster, Dane Volek. Holidays at Anchor Brewing are always a special time to reflect on our history and the pioneering spirit that inspires our innovation. Our incredible brewing team crafted a Christmas ale that truly captures the essence of the holidays. We're excited for fans to celebrate the season with us. Now, this beer is available until January 2023. So it's available anywhere. If we can get a San Francisco beer here in Southern Connecticut, oh, yeah. you can get it uh, throughout everywhere. the country. They're offered in 12 ounce bottles. So it's nice to have a bottle again. And it's got this. It's yeah. one of the bottles that we like really appreciate because it's kind of like old school. It's got that kind of like small, slopey body to it. Well, that's the thing. This listed as signature gold foiled 50.7 ounce magnums. Whoa. But it's a 12 ounce bottle, but they say 50.7 ounce magnums. Yeah, we I did not see that option at our liquor oh, store. Those are oh, those are different. But yeah, that that sounds yeah. really cool to it as. That would be really cool. And obviously in drafts that would, and bars. That would be cool for a party to just do like a tasting for a bunch of people. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have an image of the Magnums. Oh wait, yes, I do. It looks like a champagne bottle. It's pretty fucking awesome. Oh, that's it's, awesome. It's exactly like a champagne bottle yep. with the same logo on it. So, uh, and the six pack is nice too. The little six pack has you know dark green. Uh, Packaging with light green Christmas lights. Very festive. It's very festive. Red. Very bright. It's got the tree on it. So obviously you can find this anywhere. So we're about to drink this stuff, I think. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Look at me saying now. We're going to crack it open. All right. You All ready right. to crack it open? Yeah. My puppy sniffs the microphone. I suck it. Okay. I got it. <laughs> you got to practice because everything's a can now. I know. Well, I was never good at cracking bottles and getting that like I didn't to be fair I also did not get a good wait I want to cheers the bottle too cheers in the bottle cheers yeah that's always such a satisfying clink it's darker than I thought it would be yeah this is pretty much as dark as last year's are you sure this isn't a stout are you lying to me Ah, I could see this being an ale Oh, you can smell the orange and the spices. It oh, smells really oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Also, when you're pouring it, it doesn't look that dark. No, it doesn't. It just it's just when, it's, when it comes in the glass. I think it's a type of glass because the image I saw of the beer poured out in another glass looked a lot lighter. So maybe this isn't a snifter beer. Oh, well. Too late. <laughs> it's almost like minty in that like it like. 
That's the eucalyptus. Yeah. Clears your sinuses. I'm intrigued. Let's do this. That's nice. There's a lot going on there. Wow. Wow. There's so much going on. Just hit him with the Owen Wilson. Wow. I feel like my tongue is kind of like overwhelmed upon the first sip. Like when it hits your tongue, there's just so many flavors bursting, but then it like um, almost immediately calms down to a maltiness and then that like chocolate undertone. There's like, yeah, it's like a mint chocolate, kind of like a refreshing chocolate. But I get like leaves at the very end. I get like leaving it on my tongue for a while. I get like this. Like mint leaves, like or like you're saying, eucalyptus. It must give you like that same kind of cooling effect, but also like, yeah, I guess earthy is the best way, but like not like dirt earthy or grass, like a no. leaf, like a basil leaf or a mint leaf. Like anytime you have like an edible leaf, herbaceous, but not really. I guess, but it's not like a. I don't know the right word like for sage it. Sage or thyme. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to describe what I'm trying to get at in terms of that. Everyone's eating a mint leaf, I imagine, or a basil leaf at some point. Yeah. So, like, imagine having either a mint or basil leaf or eucalyptus leaf. I don't know if I've ever eaten eucalyptus before. Maybe Probably once. Probably not. But also, the the citrus that was on the nose when we poured it out does not really translate into the taste for me. Um, It's got a heavy citrus nose. It You can definitely smell that orange kind of peel on there. It almost gets lost on the, on the tongue. Well... I get the citrus at the very beginning. It's a bright note. It's just like there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's bright, but it's, it's not distinctly orange. No. Um, For me. I was going to say no, but as soon as I said no, my my me breathing out the word no, mm-hmm. I picked up some orange. So I do think there's some orange there. It's subtle. But it's very subtle and it mostly gives you that brightness, which is nice. It really is kind of like... What you imagine somebody putting into like a special cranberry sauce or a special like tea mm-hmm. in the in the winter with like orange and star anise and yeah, like all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. The that's classic what, fall flavors. That's what kind of this reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Those late fall winter kind of flavors. I think it's really drinkable. I can absolutely see this going with chocolate. I'm almost a little disappointed we don't have like a little piece of chocolate with us to like try it against some chocolate. Mm, some dark chocolate would go really nice with this. I agree. But I also think this would like I know they say like chicken with mole. I do feel like this would go really well with like I don't know about barbecue short ribs, but like like a roast or some light Italian kind of chicken, like with just like some basil or thyme and it's cooked, it's baked like in like its own juices kind seasoned. of a thing. Yeah. Something like that. This would go really well with. I could see that. Trying to think of like, I don't know if this would go well with fish. I don't know if it would go well with. I don't think this would go with fish. I don't know if it would go with turkey. It's not going to go with a burger. No. Yeah, definitely not. Tur- it needs to be like that chicken with like a juicy chicken with mostly just like basil and its own kind of juices, like its own meat. Something yeah. light. But also the chocolate mole, which is not light. It's just like a heavy chocolate sauce. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would go well with vanilla, like ice cream. Mm-mm. I don't think it would go well with chocolate ice cream. I think nope. it needs to be like. Chocolate, like chocolate candy pieces or like the chocolate and the mole. I can't think of any kind of vegetable dish it would go well with. I don't think it would go well with potatoes. This no, is really. I, this is unique. This I feel is like the almost eucal- its own digestif. I know it's yes. based on the Amaro, but it, the what, what we're describing to like eat is like it's its own like after dinner drink. Yeah. This would be great. Like, obviously, we don't have a fireplace here, but like 
if we were at like, let's say the hops company, which has a fireplace mm-hmm. or Dockside's got a fireplace. If we were near the fireplace going, yeah, this would be a nice this beer would by be the really fire. Nice. But at the same time, I wouldn't think this would be out of place in the spring, like early spring. Oh, okay. You, you've got a different taste than I do then. You don't think? <laughs> Not for me. It, it does have like a winteriness to it. It does. For me, it's like distinctly like late fall to winter. <sighs> you know, I might be, you might be right. Not to say that like dark ales and stouts don't have their time and place in the like late winter, early spring, but this ain't it for me. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to do something to help, help the mood. You're going to put on the Yule log, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Yeah. This just feels right. Yep. (laughs) Yep. No, but we need like. So listeners highly recommend put on a. If Put you, in a fire even, if you, or yeah, if a you video don't have a fireplace, fire. <laughs> get yourself some YouTube video. <laughs> Put it up on your big screen. Yeah. Turn the lights down low. Oh, that's another. Hold on. I got to really, really set the mood. I really can't on. stay. <laughs> oh, damn. We got some mood lighting in here now. <laughs> lights down low. Fireplace warming you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is it. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> I spiked your drink, by the way, as per the instructions Fuck. in that video, in that song. <laughs> no, this is absolutely like 100% a wintry nice. This is a beer you have Thanksgiving night. After you've or eaten Christmas. too much. Why did I say Thanksgiving? Yes, Christmas, yeah. Christmas night, because Thanksgiving is the one coming up. Christmas night, after you've maybe eaten too much, but you still want a beer. Mm-hmm. This is a nice, light, but still very wintry, very it festive It is beer. light. Despite how dark it is, It's it does not settle heavy. Right. Which is why I was surprised that they did a stout last time, but, you know, teach yeah. their own. And uh, as a surprise to our listeners, we actually have some left over from last year that we're going to try and do a vertical tasting as Anchor suggests. As they do. We only got one bottle. I mean, we have one, but we're just going to split one bottle between us because we just had this one. Yeah, because we're try- we're going to try and hopefully stagger the uh, vertical tastings for the next year or two because we do have two more bottles left of the 2021 after this. Two more after this, yes. That was a pretty nice crack. That was mm. a better crack than we did before. It was an okay one. It really doesn't give me that shh that I'm hoping. And so what was... um. What was this tree? If you want to read it from the bottle or I can read it from the bottle. If you'd like to read it. Absolutely. What I do love and appreciate is that their branding for this beer is so consistent, but at the same time, like fairly unique. Oh, this is 2020. This is not 2021, but hey, even better, right? (laughs) Yeah, we got to check the cabinet. Um, Okay, so. Or I drank them all by accident. (laughs) Oops. Uh, it says this is the 46th annual, so 2020 special ale from the brewers at Anchor. Made with natural flavors, it features different recipe from a tree every year with the intent with which we offer. It is the same joy. I'm sorry, this is really hard to read because mm. the, the ribbon goes across the neck of the bottle, so it's like really thin. It is the same joy and celebration of the newness of life. Trees symbolize the winter solstice when the earth 
with its seasons appears born again, born anew. Sorry, I tried to jump ahead and guess what they were going to say. <laughs> uh, the three, the three graces, which is capitalized, representing radiance, joy, and a flowering, are giant sequoias with um, what John Muir called columns of sunshine in California's Mariposa Grove. Their synergistic beauty is awe-inspiring. And I will say, like, these super tall trees, yeah. I've always wanted to see, like, a sequoia up to, up front. For sure. Because they're not only so the gigantic, but also the fact that they're, like, a thousand Ancient. years old. It's like just to see something that's that old is amazing. Yeah. Because one day I and hope still to be. alive. One day I hope to be that old and alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> like, look at this. The labels side by side are so satisfying. They definitely have a look to them, but yet they're so yeah. different. They're mm-hmm. so different. The It's subtle, but also consistent. It's a slightly different shape for the Sequoia one. The banner isn't red, but it's still kind of the same kind of like old school font, mm-hmm. even though it's a little different. Uh, it's still got the Anchor Steam logo on it. It's still got the same coloring. The main logo is still that pale kind of old timey paper. Old timey paper. And that it feels like it too. It's got that <clears throat> texture. Yep. And the the trees are always printed like they're printed on an old, you know, 1910s textbook mm-hmm. where it's green. It's got color, but it's very muted. And the picture is very much like a stamp. Super detailed. It is. Etching, yeah. Uh, which is really, really cool. And what I also like is our bottle, our newest bottle has, I don't know if it's a leaf from the uh, gum tree, the blue gum tree. Mm-hmm. And that's a leaf from the sequoia. But I like that they're both different leaves on the neck of the bottle and around the description as well. Yeah. So anyway, here's the 2020. Here's to 2020. I mean, fuck you, I mean, 2020. Fuck, yeah. Also, I mean, fuck 2020. Also, but... 2020, I made more money than I've ever made in my life. But <laughs> <laughs> thank you, government. Yeah. Thank you, COVID. Oh, wow. This is such a wildly different um, Ooh, smell. This beer's got some, got some heat on it. Hmm. It's a dark ale. Obviously, we didn't read the descriptions because it was two years ago. I'm getting almost a licorice note, a licorice. That might be it. I was going to say like something like reminds me of a sour beer, but it might be the licorice note licking me the wrong way or the right way. I usually hate dark licorice. Kind of a funk. Yeah. It's got like a a funk, like certain sours have a funk. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't, to be completely honest with you listeners, we didn't really do anything special to age it. We've just been holding on to it. <laughs> we didn't like put <laughs> well, it, we didn't, it. We didn't put it in a cold, dark basement or anything. I don't know if that's what's giving Ooh. it the funk or it already kind of had that funk. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember this no. beer. I feel like we probably past. blew through the 2021. We probably brought a bunch to the, your Christmas Eve party. Maybe. It was and, a stout, and, so we And enjoyed really- it with feeling yeah onto it it needed to be drank that winter yeah so that's probably what we did we we're probably like we need to drink this stout as fast as we can because mm-hmm. once it gets out of stout season i'm just kind of like although nah. i know some people like every season stout season you're no wrong. sorry so <laughs> I, I probably drank them all you're wrong and there's 22 uh yeah there's no place for stouts in the summertime i'm sorry uh guinness when you're inside sometimes no you're more of a guinness fan than i am it's a lighter stout though this is really like night and day difference. It's also darker. You can kind of see with like the fireplace going mm-hmm. on the TV because it's kind of beaming oh, it's, through a vertical. Yeah. This I know it's in a smaller s- glass, but it is visibly darker. You can see this is kind of like red 
Yep. And the orange notes yep. coming through the uh, 2022. Totally. And this one is just black. You can't see anything, even with the fireplace burning on the giant mm-hmm. TV we have. Yeah, it's like there's this chocolate licorice note covering up what I would say would be in like a funky sour, like two roads. Retinomyces kind of like sour funk. See, I don't get that much of a funk, but I do see where you're coming from. <clears throat> I like, get, like it's not sour. No. But it's that same kind of flavor profile that I'm getting. What do you what do you think it is that I'm I just don't not getting. I'm I'm just not getting the same level of funk that you are, I think. I'm I'm definitely getting the chocolate notes, the licorice notes were the like first thing that like punched my tongue in the face. <laughs> oh, see, the first thing that punches my throat is the the funk. Interesting. That's the very first thing I get. Maybe it's because I drink more stouts and darker ales than yeah, you. Yeah, that could be it. So when I like <clears throat> that's not the first thing that pops out as unique to me. The uniqueness is the funkiness. Mm. Right, now I'm going to take a sip of the 2022 again. Vertical tasting, y'all. It's so different. It's so, this is almost like a soda pop to that thick, dark chocolate kind of wow, thing. Wow. Yeah. It actually Tasting now, them back to back is so wild. It almost makes this taste like the two Xmas. No, the two Xmas has a burn to it. That's barrel aged. Oh, it's got a burn to it, but the taste is similar when you're drinking these things back to back. So when you combine the tastes, mm, I, it's got that same I star guess. in these soda Yes, to it. it it does. It's very spicy. Two Xmas is very spicy. And that like drinking the 2020 to the 2022. And two Xmas, like as a reference, is from Southern Tier Brewing Company. So that's a completely different beer. Yeah. Yes. Just Christmas <laughs> themed. So that's why I'm bringing it up. And it's another beer it's some, we have. It's one beer that we always try to to grab during um, the, the Christmas, Christmas season, season, yeah. As well as you know, pumpkin during fall season because Southern Tier can do no wrong. Indeed, yeah. It just gave me this burst of the spices by having the twenty twenty and then the twenty twenty two. The combination by their powers combined. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, that's what made it taste like the two Xmas. Is like that spiciness okay. really shown through. Okay. But yeah, when I go back to it now again after that taste is gone. Now it's calmed down. I know I'm tasting what I did before when I had the 2022. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really I'm like 20. I'm really digging the 2020. The 2020 <laughs> is good. The 2022 is also really good though. 2022 might actually be my favorite of what I can remember, of, but I don't. Of, yeah. Recent years. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, I don't remember. I really, I wish we had kept more of the 2018 and 2017. I was we, gonna say, we've had like, it since 2017. So yeah, like we now. We, we should have been like buying two six packs, like. <laughs> like putting one away. Yeah. I mean, obviously 2017 was so good that we fell in love with it. And we're like, yes, get the next one, get the next one. Mm-hmm. And 2018 was like where we established we're getting this every year. Yeah. So like both of those two were really good. Like I have no memory of 2019. 2021, no. I know was a stout which apparently we don't have any more of. Yep. So that would have been unfair to do a vertical tasting of though. Cause I feel like that would have been so bizarre. Although we were going to, I feel like that would have been so different. Yeah. It's like comparing apples and oranges. But 2017 was definitely just a like dark ale, but not even too dark. Well, then 2018 was very similar to 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2019 was the first year we were like, Oh, that's going to be a really different beer. Yeah, it's just absolutely phenomenal. So let me see if my neck says something different because she did her neck. And obviously, we kind of already described the bottle. Let me see how I can suffer through reading a neck of the beer. <laughs> let me see if I can do better than Elise. <laughs> this is the 48th Our Special Ale from the Brewers at Anchor. This ale made with natural flowers 
Natural flavors. <laughs> features, I already fucked up. Features a new recipe. It's not so easy, huh? Entry every year. But the intent with which we offer it is the same. Joy and celebration of newness of life. Trees symbolize the winter solstice when the earth with its seasons appears born anew. That's all from your neck as well, right? Yes. Mary Ellen Pleasant planted blue gum trees in front of her San Francisco home in the 1800s. The home is long gone, but her landmark trees remain. A living tribute to the mother of civil rights in California. Wow, the mother of civil rights in California. Didn't the article I read say say she was mother of civil rights in San Francisco? Yes. She just got upgraded. Good for you, Uh, Mary Ellen Pleasant. From San Francisco to mother of all civil rights in California. I feel like I've heard of her before. The name, the name does sound familiar. Yeah. Pleasant is definitely a very old school, early 1900s, late 1800s kind of name. So, yeah, I think that's all I got for this episode. Yeah, this is really good. I mean, get yourself some some special ale from Anchor. I think we should. Obviously, it's a, a little while out, but for the Christmas Eve family party we go to, we mm-hmm. should get a six pack of this to bring. Yeah. Because I think everybody would appreciate this. Yep. This is really a beer for everybody. It's got the nice spices, the nice warming notes, and it is almost like a digestif that I think unless you really, really, really hate beer, which I mean, why are you listening to this podcast? But, I mean, <laughs> family members, you might want to try this. Like, I don't think there's anybody who really wouldn't like this. Yeah. Even if you end up little, like, like just pouring, pouring it out into, yeah, like small little tasters, tasters for everyone. Yeah. Even my mom, who's very picky about beer. Although there are a couple I've gotten her to kind of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think she'd like this. I think my dad would like this. My yep. brother would like this. Yep. Uh, my sister-in-law obviously would, would like oh, this. Oh, Katie would love this. Uh but I even think my aunt and uncle would like this as well. Like, I think this is just a really good beer. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So the only other announcement we have today mm-hmm. is uh, on Wednesday, the 23rd of November, November 23rd. Any of our local listeners, Two Roads is doing a launch party uh, on Thanksgiving Eve of all days. Which is which. <laughs> <laughs> so they are doing the launch party uh, for their new Distillery. Distillery. They're they're branching pa- out into doing liquors. Part of area two, I believe. It is part of area two. They've had a pot still in their brewery for a while for a now, long and they're like, time. "We're working on stuff," but they didn't say what they were working on. So now mm-hmm. they finally announced it. I figured it would be rum based beer, been revealed. but it's uh, vodka and gin mm-hmm. are the first two that they're doing. A London dry gin. A London dry, which is my favorite of gins. Yep. So we're going to that launch party. Uh, it starts at five p.m. and runs until nine. Uh, I don't think we'll be there till nine uh, because we're also going to the hometown banger, which is a Travis thing we always go to every yep. year. So Their we don't want to miss hometown that. Hometown banger. Um, but yeah, if you're in the area and you want to go to Two Roads, it's a free event. They're launching this. I don't know, obviously, what they're going to have. If it's going to be free, uh, if they're going to have is bottles free for admission. sale. Yeah, I but mean, I- like if any of the booze is free or samples or what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to a few um, liquor events where they've released things. And sometimes they give you tickets or one free drink free when you enter or something because it's a big press event usually. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be there. Anybody can come down area two. It's going to be really cool. And I drink a ton of gin and tonics. It should be a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm so interested because I'm, I've been, I know you're kind of iffy on some of the flavors, but I've been a huge fan of their daybreaker cocktails, which is the vodka and 
they're debuting a vodka for this event. So that is also true. Yeah, I'm not. I've not been the biggest fan of Daybreakers, but I'm not a big canned cocktail guy. Uh, but they do have new vodka infusions coming out, mm-hmm. uh, which sound like stronger, maybe more cocktaily cocktails, other than maybe seltzers with some juice in them, which is what I think Daybreakers <laughs> are. Which I maybe why I don't like it. So I want to try the infusions as well, but I'm definitely interested to try the gin and yeah. see what Two Roads can do with that. So we'll be there if you guys want to say hi. Come on down. Come Join on down. Us. We'll be there. And then obviously later that night we'll be at Tribus. Uh, but that's a little bit more local than most breweries. But I think Two Roads, we talk about them all the time. Anybody in the Connecticut tri-state area. I mean, even if you're from like New York City, it's not that long of a drive. The train kind of comes right to you. Yep. And you have no excuse because there's a, a bus to and fro. <laughs> Yeah, to and from two roads all the time. Yep. So yeah, that's what we got going on. So again, we apologize for missing that last two episodes. Just couldn't afford We're more gonna beer. Try to be better. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with us as we chug along. I'm gonna continue chugging this beer. Ah. ah! <laughs> so that's all I got. And that's all I got. So thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at crackandwhenopen or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions or suggestions because we always want to hear from you. That's right. And if you're a brewery and you want us to continue doing these episodes, please send us some beer. I mean, we, we, we accept some free beer. Yeah. Just uh, send it our way and uh, or we'll email us. Let us know where it is. You. We will. We will post and post and post. We'll do some interviews with you. We'll, we'll do a whole thing. We would thing. love to interview you. Like, honestly, <laughs> to get your input on the brewing process and this particular beer and why it's special for you. Like we love to hear your stories. Get at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got to plug? Buy my books. I'm on audible of Michael Butler. Uh, later on, it's going to be Michael Jason Butler to make it easier to find. But right now they're all under Michael Butler. Uh, so listen to the sound bites. Make sure you find the right one. Cause there's like nine of us on audible. Uh, but I've got books like Sour, Switch, Our Fucking Gangsters, Coffee at Midnight, The Final Girl, The Murder of Kelly Christopher, Drowning in Oceans of Black, Progressive Entrapment. I've got a ton and Vacation Plan. I've got a bunch of different books from sci-fi to horror to thriller to mystery. Check me out. Buy those books. I don't make money unless you buy them. And uh, go go buy those. I've also got another podcast I do, Forgotten Cinema, a podcast I do with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, maybe don't love about it, give you fun facts about its production. Uh, and we always recommend you revisit it regardless, because you never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. We're available on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com, just like this podcast. Mm-hmm. Go check out all the other great podcasts and video content that uh, we and other creators have for you there. And with that, I'm done. We'll see you, I guess. uh, As soon as we can. After, well, regardless, it's going to be after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. We'll we'll, see you. We'll be at the the launch party and the banger next week. Yeah. We'll see you there. Or will you listen to us on Black Friday? If you survive getting stomped on trying to get your PS5s (laughs) and Xbox Series Xs at Target. I already got mine. It ain't worth it. <laughs> nah, I'll 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 lack my systems. Oh yeah, no, wait.
I still wouldn't get stomped on for them, though. No, exactly. Yeah. It ain't worth going out for Black Friday. Fleck back. <laughs> Although the Target deals on Blu-rays are really good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. A special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, oh, good, that good was clink. good. Sorry, I couldn't. I, I don't have the it's vocal okay. range for that. I might fit it out. But yeah, we did it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Phil. Yeah, I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Generic Ad. Join us every Wednesday as we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. You never know. You might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is available wherever you get your podcasts or at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are a proud part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. I swear I talk more in the episodes.